The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, as we age, the chemistry of our bodies change, and we have to adapt our changing hormones. One way to combat these changes is with cell therapy, so listen close and see if it's right for you. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, we're joined today by another prominent physician when it comes to alternative medicine. Dr. Alan Sawson is the founder and medical director of the Institute for Progressive Medicine. He's been practicing medicine for over 40 years. His institute treats people of all ages through comprehensive state-of-the-art new medicine techniques. And we welcome him back to the Mother's Radio Show. Dr. Sawson, how are you? I'm fine, Kim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Before we get to today's topic, please fill us in on your mission and your work. Well, as you said, I've been in medicine for a long time, and I was practicing conventional medicine for many years. And conventional medicine kind of specializes in giving people drugs and doing surgery and doesn't focus as much as I think it should on lifestyle modifications, meaning what should you be eating? How should you be exercising? How do you reduce stress? All of those things tend to be omitted uh, by most doctors even these days, even though you see it coming out more and more because the public knows about these things and they want to know more. So they ask their doctors for more information. And a lot of times the patients know more than the doctors do. That's so true. The doctors are focused on, you know, what's the research out there? What do the medical journals say? And they... Don't spend a lot of time with those things. Well, very good. Today we're glad to be talking about regenerative cell therapy. And Dr. Sawson, what is that? What is regenerative cell therapy and why is it so popular? Well, it's a new thing, you know. It's, it's out there now. It's been evolving really over at least 20 years. But the techniques are getting polished and there's more results coming out of it and there's more information in the newspapers and online and Everywhere you look, there's things about stem cells. And um, it's an effective treatment much of the time. Sometimes it isn't effective. Uh, The procedures are not standardized. Different practices do it in different ways. And a lot of what's going on with it is uh, investigational. You know, there hasn't been a lot of success in... uh, regenerating brains or regenerating eyes. That's, those are things that there's a lot of work being done on. But uh, it's a pretty complex situation. You know, we don't know exactly how to grow a brain. We don't know exactly how to develop a new eye, you know, or take a, an eye that's been demolished by macular degeneration and grow it back. But there's a lot of work being done on that. What kinds of patients come to you uh, asking for regenerative cell therapy? Mostly it's people who've been reading about it, but who have specific problems. You know, if you have a a knee that's uh, painful and swollen and doesn't work very well, so you can't walk very well, you know, that's something people like to address. It could be a knee, it could be a hip, it could be an elbow, it could be a shoulder, it could be a neck causing chronic headaches. And what we have been working with mostly with... uh, regenerative or stem cell therapy has been the orthopedic aspects of things. Mm. And we've been doing that now for about two years. I've been doing prolotherapy itself 
for about 17 years. Prolotherapy is like a forerunner, but it's not stem cell therapy. It's, you're not injecting uh, primordial cells to develop into new tissue. You're injecting sugar water with procaine and vitamins and minerals to help the body be stimulated to grow its own new tissue. And a lot of times that does work. Uh, I do that more than anything else at this point in time. But stem cell therapy or regenerative cell therapy is a stronger treatment and um, can be extremely effective. A lot of folks are told, you know, you need a new knee, you need a new hip. Uh, and we do a lot of surgeries every year in this country. There's 500,000 artificial knees put in every year mm. in the United States. There's 200,000 artificial hips being placed every year in this country. And there's an awful lot of arthroscopic surgery done also. So that's not joint replacement, but it's joint surgery to remove damaged tissue. Problem with that is it doesn't always put the person in the right place. It may reduce pain, it frequently does, sometimes it doesn't. But when you're removing tissue, say from a knee, you're removing a cushion. You need a cushion between the bones so the bones aren't rubbing on each other. And if you lose part of that, then there's a chance down the road that that person's going to need a new knee sooner than they would otherwise. And that's what the research, the studies have shown that. So everybody wants to get out of pain. You know, we'll do what we have to do to get out of pain, and we might not think about five or 10 years from now what's gonna be then. But that's the stage that gets set by doing arthroscopic surgery. Wow, that's fascinating, and I guess, um do you work with a lot of athletes and people that have gone through? No, I haven't seen a lot of athletes. Um, it's mostly just general folks. Most mm -hmm. of them are regular patients of ours, although folks come in because they've read about it or seen it on our website, things like that, or they're told about it by other patients. So, uh, But everybody, especially in California, you know, wants to be exercising. They want to sure. play golf. They want to play badminton. They want to play pickleball. You know, they want to be able to be mobile, and we know that mobility is really the key to health and longevity. I mean, that's been coming, becoming more obvious as time goes on, which we probably have known for 100 years, but the lifestyle in the United States has become the opposite of that. You know, we're getting less active, we're sitting more, we're driving more. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more difficult to be able to find the time or the motivation sometimes to be out there doing things to support the body. But if we don't do that, it's not a very good road in the future. That's so true. Uh, talk a little bit about platelet-rich plasma. What is PRP? Platelet-rich plasma is another mode of regenerative medicine. You're not injecting cells. You know, stem cells are really undifferentiated cells that exist in our bodies, and we all have them. Uh, they're in the bone marrow, they're in the adipose tissue, and they're actually floating around in the bloodstream all the time. So if you took some blood out of me right now and you looked at it under a microscope in the right way and labeled those cells, you would find some stem cells in my circulation. So if you take those cells, extract them in some way, and you work with them and separate so we take it out of the adipose tissue when we do it, and we centrifuge it and the stem cells are separated from the fat, the fat we kind of throw away, and the stem cells are what we use. Platelet-rich plasma is an extract of blood. So you draw blood and you separate the platelets and there's techniques for doing that. And then you mix those platelets with the stem cells. 
and now you have an activated formulation because the platelets are loaded with growth factors. These are hormones, different molecules that work on stem cells and activate them so they start to divide and differentiate and do what they're supposed to do. You can inject platelet-rich plasma by itself, which we've also done. So you can take a damaged joint or a damaged muscle and inject platelets in there and get a result with the platelets alone. They're very rich in growth factors. You know, when you cut yourself, for instance, you cut your arm and it bleeds a little bit, and two weeks later, there's nothing there. You don't see a trace of anything that occurred. Your body healed primarily with the use of platelets and some smart white cells that work with there with them. But you can completely eliminate damage from a cut or some other injury or from surgery or whatever uh, because the body has a natural healing process. So injections of platelet-rich plasma, injections of stem cells augment that. So you're giving something the body already has in very large amounts and you're putting it in a special place. So if we do injections for a knee, we do everything with ultrasound mm. when we do joint injections. You wanna be able to see what you're treating, where's the damage, and exactly where the needle is going, and you can actually watch the material that we're injecting go through the needle into the tissue. So it's pretty interesting, and patients like to see that too. They say, wow, look at that, right in my knee. Uh, so we enjoy that a lot. We've been doing uh, ultrasound studies for about three years now, and we're getting pretty good at it. So that's, that's the way the, the treatment is done. And uh, we get a lot of, a lot of good results because people, before they do this, they'll try with tincture of time, you know, maybe it'll heal by itself. Mm -hmm. They go to physical therapy. Uh, they do different things. They get massage therapy. They may do Tai Chi or yoga or whatever. It's their own forms of stretching and try to get better. But if they don't get better, what's the next step? You know, well, the next step may be surgery, and people don't want to do surgery if they can avoid it. Right. And this is this place in between where you can do a minimally invasive treatment with minimal, if any, side effects or none, and either works or it doesn't. But we have seen the majority of situations where it does work and people do get better. Well, that's exciting. This is great. Um, how can regenerative cell therapy and PRP used to help heal inflammation? inflammatory joint diseases? Well, people come in with MRIs or x-rays. We generally will also do, or always will also do ultrasound so we can see what the tissues look like. In a very extreme case, we may say, you know what, this is gonna be really difficult and it may not work and I think you should go ahead and do the surgery. But most of the time we don't say that. Most of the time we can see that a joint x-ray is not bone on bone, as the patient may have been told. There actually is some cartilage in there. There is some space to inject into. So we'll treat those people. And a lot of the times they will respond. And I have patients who've been told for five years ago or eight years ago, you need knee replacement surgery, which they've never done. Mm. And now don't even have any knee pain. So wow. it's worth doing this first. I've had a number of injections in my left knee. I probably injured it from running for 30 or 40 years, whatever I did. Mm. And I don't do that now. But uh, I was having a lot of difficulty, and I had a number of injections with prolotherapy. Uh, we've done that with ozone as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then I had stem cell injections twice in this knee, and now I don't have any pain. Wow. And I can, you know, go up and down stairs. I can do my work. I can swim, which is my main exercise, and I don't have any difficulty with any of that stuff. That's, so you're a true testament to that. 
Um, what is an amniotic allograft, and what does that contain? Well, it's another form of regenerative therapy. The placenta, which is where the amniotic allograft comes from, uh, is rich in stem cells. So what's done now is there's a number of companies that obtain the placenta from a pregnant woman who undergoes a cesarean section. Normal child, the woman is pre-tested for all of the possible contagious diseases and whatever else might be transmitted through the placenta when it's used, and those things are all ruled out. So they're getting healthy tissue, and you can process that to separate the amniotic tissue, which is a part of the placenta, and then there's a lot of growth factors in that. There has been a question in my mind, you know, are there any real stem cells in that? And there aren't. But it's very rich in growth factors, and the growth factors themselves are potent in stimulating regeneration of tissue. So if you put these growth factors into a knee or into a shoulder or into a joint or muscle, you can get tissue regeneration, which you can actually document on an MRI or sometimes an ultrasound and see that new tissue is growing. Hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, great information. There's a lot more to come, so stay with us. Dr. Sawson, we'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Sassen. And we're talking about regenerative cell therapy and uh, the different alternatives. It's, it's fascinating, and obviously you know it works. You've had this in your knee um, diff- uh, years ago when you said you, were, you ran for 30 years, um, and now you're swimming, but you've had the uh, different uh, injections. What is involved in the procedure when amniotic allograft is used? What is that procedure like? Well, the first thing is to obtain the placenta, and it comes from a healthy woman who has a cesarean section, and the woman has already been tested for HIV and hepatitis and other things, so there's no risk of transmission of any communicable disease through those cells that are obtained. So it's a safe procedure. And you take the placenta, and it's processed in a laboratory, and the amniotic tissue is separated from the other tissue, and that's the tissue that has the stem cells and the growth factors. So that is processed and put into little containers, little vials. Mm-hmm. And you just take the vials, extract that, and inject it. 
and it's being done uh, in muscles and joints as an orthopedic procedure. It's being done intravenously as well to handle a large number of other problems. And that's where a lot of research is being done, and the results are not certain at this point, I don't think, but I know of patients who have done this for neurologic problems. You know, there's diseases out there that are very difficult to treat or have no effective treatment, uh, such as dementia. You know, I, I know there's people getting infusions of amniotic cells and stem cells as well, depending on, you know, what the doctor likes to work with. And some people are getting improvements. The improvements may be temporary, but if you were having brain problems and you were given something that made you better for three or six months, uh, you'd probably be willing to do it every three or six months to stay better. Absolutely. That's good. great. I haven't heard of that before uh, with this injection. But why not, right? Uh, why would a patient choose to use their own cells and tissue over an allograft and vice versa? Well, when you're using your own cells, it's called autologous stem cells. So write this down. It's, you know, real complex, but it's your own cells. And the thing there is you're definitely getting living cells. So when we do it, we extract the fat generally from the abdomen or from the uh, love handles. You can take mine. Most people, yeah. Mine. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't make you much smaller, just a little bit. We just take like an ounce or so. And you separate the cells in the centrifuge, so you have the stem cells in one part and the fat in another part, and you throw the fat away and use the stem cells, combine that with platelet-rich plasma, which activates the cells, and then you can do with them what you want. We have been injecting joints and muscles and tendons and those things thus far. Uh, we've been looking into, as well, intravenous injections, which we have not started yet, but I'm very interested in that. And I've done some studies on uh, what other people have done with that. Again, when you're dealing with a problem that has no answer, uh, people would like to look into things that at least will do them no harm. And stem cells either are going to work or they're not going to work. But the chance of being damaged by an infusion or an injection of your own cells that you've already had in your body is just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. The risks of these things basically are in infections from the procedure or bleeding or something like that, which we have never seen. It's never occurred in the patients we've treated. So if you practice sterile technique and you're really careful, that doesn't occur. How often do these procedures produce favorable results? Well, it kind of depends on who you're treating. As I mentioned, a person with a very advanced disease uh, may not respond, or they may partially respond, so maybe they get 20% better. And then you would want to bring them back in about six months to do it again, mm. if they're willing to do so. The cells are living, and they're reproducing, so it doesn't work in a week. It's not like uh, injecting a steroid into something which does its job, and then it's gone very quickly. These cells are reproducing cells, so you inject them into tissue that's alive, and those cells will differentiate into the tissue that they're put into. Mm. So if you put stem cells into a muscle, they're going to develop as muscle. If you put them into lung, they're going to develop as lung. If you put them into heart, they're going to develop as cardiac tissue. Mm. So that's the massive potential in stem cells is they can develop into anything and that's why the research is being done into all of these areas. They, doctors would like to regenerate macular tissue in the eye for people with macular degeneration or other forms of retinal deterioration, diabetic retinopathy where people actually go blind 
Uh, what if we could prevent that? What if we could reverse that? Mm. Uh, that has not occurred yet. I know a number of universities are working on research to be able to regenerate tissue in the retina, but that's not, uh, it's not a fait accompli as yet. They're working it's still on it. Being I'm sure it's going to happen. I know that stem cells offer enormous promise for many things. You may be able to regenerate a, a pancreas in somebody who's mm -hmm. got diabetes. You may be able to, well, do a lot of things. I know it's being used for heart, and I've seen it be effective for cardiac problems. It's a, it sounds like a, the chameleon of this therapy, uh, to be able to get in there and, and change and adapt. Um, do you have any dietary or supplement recommendations for patients uh, that have chronic joint pain and inflammation? Yes. <laughs> I've come to the right place. <laughs> yes, do tell. It's a major factor in pain. We know that certain foods will worsen pain, will regenerate more pain, um, and will keep the treatments from working properly. So we tell patients, and I tell everybody this anyway, because people have lots of problems. They don't necessarily need injections, but they need to have a good diet. You know, 70% of the United States population is overweight. Mm -hmm. Half of those people are actually obese, meaning you're 40 or 50 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are more than that. And increased weight creates prediabetes, it creates diabetes, it makes it more difficult for people to move so they can't exercise. You get into a vicious cycle or a dwindling spiral of people getting worse and worse because the lifestyle is so bad. So we tell people, get away from sugar, get away from bread, get away from pasta, get away from pizza. We don't want to close any restaurants down, but <laughs> the person has a choice of what he's going to eat. And we know that fruits and vegetables generally are quite healthy. Organic products are much better than non-organic products. Herbicides and pesticides in your food are not good. Hormones given to chickens are not good for people. So there's a lot of things that people can work on and should to give themselves a good diet. And dietary changes actually reduce pain. I went on a program myself a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to be better. So I've given up all of the things I'm talking about. Mm. And uh, I've lost 10 pounds, most of which I think was water, because all those foods that we're not supposed to have are full of salt, and that retains water. So you get rid of the water, and, but then you start getting rid of fat. A little bit of muscle goes with it, unless you're working out pretty good. Uh, but I feel much better, and I have aches and pains, because I'm not as young as I used to be. And I don't have any aches or pains right now. Everything that I had is gone. Uh, in the past, you know, I'd get up out of a chair in a movie theater, you know, after sitting there for two or three hours, mm -hmm. and my legs didn't want to move. They were stiff. Yeah, that soreness. And just, yeah, yeah, and I hear that from people. So I'm standing there watching other people file out of the theater, except for the ones like me who can't move. <laughs> and 30 seconds later, you can move, and you're starting to go again. I don't have that now. Back then, I would say, what have you eaten in the last week? And invariably, I would have been indulging in all of the wrong stuff. And that aggravates pain. It creates pain. So you have just given all of these um, these foods up, but you're not necessarily cleansing. You just decided not. To, you're opting not to eat these foods. Is yeah, that... which in itself I think is cleansing because it, your right. body tries to get rid of poisons. Oh, right. Your body wants to get They're these toxic. things out. Right. But if we're putting them in all the time, that it's is not going to be successful. Correct. Right. Um, and you're feeling much better. That's ultimately what you're saying. This is a much, in the beginning, it was, how did you feel in the very beginning when you gave these foods up? Deprived. <laughs> <laughs>
Pizza, anybody? <laughs> right. Yeah, the carbs. Well, yeah. You know, the longer you do it, it's like with anything else. If you get used to it, then you get used to it, and it's not really so difficult. And I've done this in the past, and after a month or so, you don't miss it that much. But then the thing is, you know, don't go to a party where they're going to be giving you marshmallows and oh my hot chocolate and stuff and popcorn because you start into it, it pulls you in. At least it pulls me in. So I have to be careful, you know, where I go and what I do. I was going to say what time of the year it is you have to be careful too, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, good for you. That's all. This is great. Uh, is there anything else you would suggest for our listeners in regard to these procedures and uh, all of this uh, regenerative cell therapy? Yeah, a few things. First of all, we haven't talked about ozone at all. Mm. And ozone is one of my favorite materials. Ozone is a molecule that's extremely active made out of oxygen. So you have an oxygen tank and you hook it into a machine that applies an electrical charge and turns oxygen into ozone. So O2 oxygen is turning into O3, which is ozone, which is a very, very active molecule. And if it's put inside the body, it reduces inflammation. It provides energy. Uh, it can reduce infections or eliminate infections. It's, ozone is toxic to viruses and bacteria and parasites. So we use ozone in many different ways, but we've also employed it as part of the injections when we do prolotherapy. Uh, I'm not using it at this point in, in the stem cells, although you, you could do that. Um, but as part of the prolotherapy, we inject the ozone through the same needle as we put the prolotherapy material into a tendon or a joint or whatever we're treating. And ozone is uh, remarkable stuff. I've had intravenous ozone myself a few times and I feel uh, quite a bit of increased energy the next day after I do it. We've treated some chronic medical problems with it. I most amazing one, or one of the most amazing ones, was a, a, a young woman with ulcerative colitis who was doing really poorly. And ozone can be given rectally as well through a little tube. And we treated her four times with rectal ozone, and her ulcerative colitis disappeared. Wow. All of her symptoms went away, her weight went up, rectal bleeding went away, her parameters in her blood got better, it became normal, and I said to her, you know, you're doing great, but you need to keep this going because ulcerative colitis is a chronic disease and is going to come back if you don't do more ozone. And she didn't, and it didn't come back. Wow. So, you know, story. it hasn't worked for everybody we've used it for, but it's worked for a number of people with ulcerative colitis, and it's such an easy treatment. You know, it beats taking drugs or it beats being sick. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much. That's great uh, news to hear, and uh, we really appreciate your time, Dr. Sawson. We look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can catch more of Dr. Sawson on his website, iprogressivemed.com, and learn more about his passion for alternative medicine and on the other great things he's involved with. We look forward to your next visit. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.